Welcome to Fountain Springs Online. At Fountain Springs, we believe in showing unconditional love, irrational generosity, and being unwavering in our mission to show people who Jesus is. We are one church in multiple locations that exists to help grow and guide your relationship with Jesus. We are so glad you've joined us today, and we hope that we can encourage, challenge, and support you in your walk with Jesus. Feel free to join us this coming weekend at any of our locations and services, or call or email us so we can help you in any way. We are so glad that you've joined us today at Fountain Springs Online. Now let's turn our attention to this week's message. Well, welcome to the last week of all. Let me catch up. If, if you're brand new, you're just trying church out. You can go online and watch all of the sermons and get caught up, so don't feel bad. And in fact, uh, this specific gathering, this time that we're going to talk about the final week, it's important that whether you've been here a long time or not, we all need to hear this. Uh, to start this off, I want to talk about opera. Some of you are confused. You're like, opera. Not what you expected. A long time ago, or not super long time ago, uh, there was an opera singer super well-known, Enrico Caruso. He was really well-known. In fact, he was one of the elite. And he could go and do an amazing concert just by that, or the part of the operas, all that. He, he was renowned. Problem was, as an opera singer, he hit a major problem. He stopped being able to hit some of the notes that he had, well, for a long time been able to hit. Just gone. He was singing, and he could hit some of them, but the ones he really needed, what made him elite, just gone. Couldn't do it. So he started going to, well, doctor after doctor after doctor, and I mean, he obviously launched it. I've got something wrong with my voice. The doctor would, would obviously look into him like, well, uh, there's, can't find exactly what's wrong, and he would go from Specialist to specialist. On the verge of giving up, losing his career as an opera singer, he ended up going to a guy named Dr. Alfred Tomatis. Shows up, normal appointment. Those of us who've ever been to a doctor, you know what to expect. He goes there and he's like, I used to be able to hit certain notes. I can't hit them anymore. Something's wrong with my voice. However, this particular doctor had uh, some studying going on, and he's like, okay, let's do some tests. So they tested the decibel level of the opera singer. They tested it at a peak of, he could sing, listen to this, at 140 decibels. If you don't know what to liken that to, that's the same as a jet taking off of an aircraft carrier 
140 decibels. The opera singer could sing loud. But the problem was then discovered. He didn't have a voice problem. See, what he had actually learned then in that moment was the voice of the opera singer had caused deafness in his own ears. And all of a sudden, he found himself not incapable of singing it, but of hearing the right notes. And if you know anything about singing, you're supposed to be able to hear the right note in order to sing the right note. Now, I'm not trying to win you over to opera, because I'm not there. (laughs) But this has real-life ramifications. See, what the doctor learned and that improved, and it's actually become an actual label, the Tomatis effect, uh, where, where there is loud enough noise in our life that we can't hear right anymore. I think you know where I'm going. We have ears that have been deafened to the voice of God. That's our problem. Now, I know some of you, you can't sing at all. Either can I. Don't hate on yourself. But there is a more dangerous problem that we as a church have leaned in on. That we have an awe problem. We have a problem being in awe of God. Where where days can seem routine. They can seem called normal, predictable. Maybe where you're indifferent or it's just that kind of a life. I would tell you the problems in our life, the, the, the problems that, that we would say, here's what's going on. If this was just fixed or this was just fixed, I would tell you the ultimate problem in life is a misdirected awe when you are in awe of the wrong things. And I would say there's a link. If you can't hear God, you will not be in awe of him. In fact, if you want me to lean into your business a little bit, because here's where I know where a lot of us are, many of us wonder if God talks anymore. And maybe if he talks, does he talk to just the good people? Maybe just the pastors, maybe just the Pope. Who does he talk to? And in fact, maybe you're like any normal human being who's cried out, God, would you just say it out loud? But I would tell you, if you can't hear the voice of God in your life, I'm not making this up. I'm not saying wishful thinking. God speaks, I would say, every day. If you can't hear it, you are missing out on a powerful voice in your life. And if you're like, man, I wish I could just be in awe of God where where life would just be about God. If he would just say something, I, I could get a bit more proof on this. Well, God's voice is so powerful, and you need it in your life. It's imperative. And in fact, there's documentation, historical documentation we know of the power of God's voice. Let me me just share some out of the Bible. This This is the creation part that's detailed. Then God said, let there be light. Usually we focus on what he made, but do you realize he made it with his voice? Just a simple observation that God's voice could just say, happen. There's more if you keep reading. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the sky. He's like, all right, sky, happen with his voice. And then if you know the detail, God begins like, all right, I'm going to land there, oceans there, animals there, livestock there. Uh, I'm just going to make, make, make. I'm going to create out of nothing. And he uses his voice. Don't miss the significance of him using his voice. 
See, maybe you and I, we see that, but do you know that the power of that voice that can create out of nothing, that voice is talking to you every day. But many of us have become deafened to that because there's a lot of junk happening and being said. Some of us have, how do we say this nicely, just loud people in our lives. Loud situations in our lives, right? Where there's these moments where you're like, I sure would like to hear God, but all I can hear is, and you fill in your own blank of what all that is. And you're like, you know what? Pastor says I should be in awe of God. I can't hear him. Well, you're hearing something. You're like me. I'm like you. you, We hear voices all the time, not to make you think you're crazy. How about the voice of criticism? Do you know that some of us right now, our day is governed by the voice of criticism? There are actual people in your life that just spend the day criticizing you over and over and over again. And your voice, your voice that dominates your life, it's called the voice of criticism. Some of us, it's even worse, call it the voice of shame, where it's not necessarily even a person, but it's your past Your past is so loud in your life, what you did, what you said, what happened, that is so loud, that is every day, all the time you think about it, well, things spark those memories, that voice, that is so loud, there's no way to hear the voice of God because it's so loud. Some of us, it's not shame or anything like that, it's the voice of desire, Or when you're out and about and whatever you crave, whatever you want, whatever you're in love with, you're like, all right, that's mine. I'm going to go after that. And you begin to just chase desire after desire after desire. And desire is the dominant voice in your life. Sometimes it's not just all these little big like things. It's, it's just tons of noise from I've got a test due or I've got this thing I've got to do at work or this financial status of your bank accounts. And it's these, all these little things that start to just get loud and loud and loud and loud. What you thinking about? Whose voice do you listen to? Just an observation. The voice we listen to determines the life we have access to. I mean, this is a lesson. I mean, I, I coach my kids on this. I mean, they'll come home from school, right? Have moments like, hey, someone said this about me today. And as a dad, I'm like, well, let me correct that voice. And let, I want you to hear dad's voice. And I'm going to tell you that you are incredible. You, you are special. You, you are smart, right? You, we've done that. But, but even more so, walk it out in the rest of life. That if you begin to listen to a voice, maybe you remember middle school and high school where the person you liked the person that was popular. I mean, they got a loud voice. Maybe it was your teacher. Then you grow up and it becomes your boss or your spouse. Maybe for you it's the news. Whatever the news says is what you believe. (laughs) If you have an awe problem, if you find it difficult to live this satisfied life of being in awe of God, I would tell you it has a lot to do with the voices you're listening to. Now, my, my guess was when, when trying to hear God and write this sermon out to where we would hear from God today, I thought some of you might be thinking something. You're like, David, I know there's, there's loud voices in my life. And if God would just speak up, 
if God would just, like, when I walk out, if he would just kind of split the sky open and be like, all right, do this today, he'd be like, I'd do it. I'd do it. If, if, if God would just, like, speak up in a way, like, I'll take an audible voice. In fact, if he wants to talk through my dog, I'll listen. Like, if he just wants to do something, like, majorly supernatural, then, then, then I would. If, he would just, if he would just speak up, and I think many of us, have not realized that we live in a culture that has, I'd say, lost the value of listening. And we now focus on speaking who's speaking and who speaks the loudest. So just, you just, you know, the culture we currently live in will tell you and I, we will lean into this idea that if you can't hear God, if you can't hear His voice, it must be His fault. I don't know how honest you are. But I have blamed God's volume of his voice many times. Many times when I was like, okay, I need some some wisdom here, God. I need to know what to do and how to manage this, how to walk through this. Uh, I remember when I was single, like, hey, would you just like highlight that person? So I just make them glow or something. And I remember like saying, would you just speak? And when I would hear nothing, guess whose fault it was? God's. And I would project on him like, you're not talking loud enough. If you were just talking loud enough or maybe a bit more blatant, well then, then I'd do whatever you had to say. Well, that's actually not true. In fact, I would tell you, you and I are not that good. Most of us demand of God something that we actually won't even listen to if it were to happen. Let me show you a story in 1 Kings. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him, talking to Elijah. Basically, he's like, hey, I'm about to like, pass by you. I'm about to be in your presence. This is about to be awesome. In other words, in our context, I'm about to speak to you in an awesome way. Okay? Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by. And a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. Now in South Dakota, <laughs> we know our wind. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. Now I don't know if you've ever been on the side of a mountain and a windstorm kind of comes in and it's so powerful that rocks are falling off all over. This is a bit daunting, scary. If you were in the situation, you'd be like, oh no. But you probably would say, oh, this must be God. But the Lord was not in the wind. Like, wait a minute, that's, I thought that was his voice. Well, you keep reading. After the wind, there was an earthquake. You're like, oh, that's God. That's God. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. And that was God. A gentle whisper. You're not going to like what I have to tell you. Most of the time, God talks to you 
in a whisper. Is that not the frustrating part? You're like, why do we have to talk in whispers? Why can't we just like raise it up a little bit? Even, even yelling, I'll take some, or, or normal, normal room volume. Inside voice, whatever you want to call it. But whisper, I can tell you why God usually talks to us in whispers. We have to start with the definition. Here's the definition of whisper. Speaking using one's breath instead of one's vocal cords. This will be significant if you will remember it. When you whisper, you don't have to use vocal cords. It's more of your breath. So it's a big deal. Breath. God's breath is a big deal. And you know most of the time when God wants to talk to you, he's going to whisper. He's going to breathe it to you. If you don't understand the semblance, maybe you're new to this. I can show you some parts of the Bible that will help give this color. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. It appears as though God's breath, God's whispers are powerful. If you jump to the New Testament, 2 Timothy, all Scripture the Bible is God-breathed. Or a better translation, all Scripture is God-whispered. God's whisper in your life can create anything He wants to create, has the power to do anything that needs to be done. God's voice into your life, if you can't hear it, you are missing out on the most powerful power accessible to you but maybe you're still frustrated. Like, I still don't understand why it's got to be a whisper. Well, let me just give you a simple observation. When you whisper to someone, you typically lean in. And they're supposed to, if they're not, well, spooked by you, lean into you. It's really difficult, if you've ever tried it, to whisper across a room. If you try to whisper across a room, if you try to whisper with the distance in between you, then you're likely, unless you're a good lip reader, not going to know what in the world's being said. Could it be that God primarily speaks to us in whispers because he wants to be close? And he knows that the only way, the only reason you and I are going to draw close to him is out of desperation to hear what he has to say. It's why, listen, most of us have heard God the most in our most desperate times because we're leaned in. Leaning into God is the best way to hear God. And most of us, not to step on your toes, but to step on your toes, most of us do not take the time to lean into God. We're too busy. From the very moment we wake up, noise. How weird is it? The moments in your life where there is no noise. It almost feels awkward, doesn't it? 
It almost has those moments like, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. How about when I say the word prayer, most of us, oh, what we say to God. Well, do you know that prayer is actually supposed to be back and forth? Do you know that prayer should actually probably involve more listening than speaking? But I think that's not the primary problem. The biggest reason that we don't lean into God to hear what God has to say, the reason many of us don't live a life of all, because we live what's simply called a two-drawer life. Uh, we've got words for you just to help you out here. Many of us see life this way, where there's two drawers. Drawer number one is real life. It's like the job, the kids, the marriage, the problems. Oh, can we even say the secrets? <laughs> All of us have a junk drawer inside the drawer. That this is real life. It's where our problems are. When you and I wake up, go to sleep, perhaps most of our day is consumed by what's in this drawer. And we'd be like, this is it. This is it. This is, this is my real life. But, and then we're like, oh, but David, I'm listening to a sermon now. So I actually also believe in a spiritual life. Where, where I, I like God. I want God involved in my life. But see, there's a problem with this. And so you understand what this is trying to tell us is, this is a form of atheism. If you have things in your life that are separate from God, that only he's allowed to speak into certain things in certain drawers, that is a form of atheism. Like, I believe in God. God exists. Okay. Okay. Do you live a one-drawer life where, where God's voice gets to speak into everything? Or do you limit what God's allowed to speak into? If you limit it, you have multiple drawers. I thought we might need some illustrations. So I was like, what are the top two things that we really deal with nowadays? Easy. Sex and money. So just to make it awkward, let's talk about sex. I love our church. <laughs> I'm just, I just want you, do you believe in a one drawer or two drawer? Do you let God speak into everything or when he starts to speak at things that are personal to you, are you like, mm, no, get in your drawer? Here's, here's what God's voice, God's voice, the word of God, the Bible, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother, and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. They, they have sex. <laughs> Become one. And if you're like, ah, that's outdated. Well, that's God's voice. And that's not the only place in the Bible that he spoke it into. And you're like, but that's not culture. Well, uh, this is God's voice. Many of us let our personal feelings and our love for other people compromise the truth that we believe. And I would tell you, do you live a one-drawer life or two? Does God get to speak into everything or just the stuff that you are desperate about? If this isn't clear enough, we can go to more parts of the Bible. You have heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. common nowadays that people are, are totally cool with things like pornography. 
They don't think it hurts anybody for you to kind of lust and have thoughts that are not healthy thoughts about other people. But God's voice is like, that's going to destroy you. It's going to destroy your your marriage. It's going to rob trust from that relationship. By the way, these are the words of Jesus. He's like, let me speak into your life. If you don't get lust under control, you're going to destroy your life. sex is uncomfortable in the sense of the conversation let's go to money i mean come on we all love it when a pastor talks about money lazy people are soon poor hard workers get rich (laughs) i would imagine in south dakota we have some strong opinions about this you know this is the voice of god speaking in like if you're lazy you're going to be poor you're going to end up like not having the money you want. But if you work hard, you have a chance. Oh, okay, let's get a bit more offensive. Let me show you another part. Uh, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. You and I are supposed to take our money and resources and honor God with it. Not only that, we're supposed to give him a portion of it. Do you live a one-drawer life or a two-drawer life? Are you a partial atheist? I'm going to tell you, if you want to be in awe of God, if you want to listen to God, you got to be willing to listen to everything. In fact, I'm going to share something with you that's a life lesson I've had to learn in a very difficult way. I want to share something with you that I've learned through failure and brief moments of success. Here's what I've learned, just as a statement, because this is how I think. Our unwillingness to listen to everything God has to say impacts our ability to hear anything God has to say. Now, at first you're like, wait a minute. I gotta listen to absolutely everything all the time and be perfect in order for God to talk to me? That's not at all what that says. Our unwillingness to listen to everything, even when it gets personal, Impacts our ability to hear anything God has to say. So I thought, let me just tell you an embarrassing story. Hmm? Recently, uh, it was a day that on our family diet, it was a cheat day, which I love those days. So we decided, uh, actually I decided, to go to Fuji Japanese Steakhouse for lunch. Love that place. It does not love me. So we go for lunch. It's the cheapest version there. So we go for lunch, and it's myself and my wife, Katie, and our son, Titus, five years old. He loves and hates the fire that roars up there on the stove in front of us. We sit down, and if you don't know anything about this restaurant, you sit down, and you typically you're sat with other people. In fact, often close. You really get to know the people you're sitting next to. So we sit down, and not long after that, this couple is, they're seated right next to us. We just start to get to, where are you from? You know, hey, it's nice to see you. And and they tell us where they're from, and and I have this thought. I don't know if you ever had this. I'm just sitting there. I'm talking to them, just conversation, but in the midst of the conversation that's that's happening out loud, I hear something. It's it's in my head. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's the devil. (laughs) I don't know if it's God. The thought was this. David, I, I want you to buy their lunch. I'm like, obviously the devil's talking to me right now. <laughs> you know? 
I just thought it was a weird thought. No, I don't want to buy their lunch. I don't know these people. What? No. The answer is no. So I just enjoy the meal. The meal happens. The meal's great. Love the meal. Gets to the end. The bad news part, right? Here's your bill. Guy brings the bill. I just open it up, and I'm like, that's a bigger number for three of us. So I do what most people, I tell the guy, I, hey, sir, uh, that's wrong. So he's like, oh, I'm sorry. So he, he takes it and he goes away. As I'm talking to the waiter, though, hey, sir, that's wrong. In my head, in my head, David, I want you to buy their lunch. I'm going to shake that out of my head quick. I don't listen to it. So he goes away. <laughs> he comes back, and now he's flustered. He's like, sir, th- this, is th- this is what you spent. This is <laughs> so I then look at it more closely, and it already included that couple somehow. See, it was under his thought that that couple was with us. And that's when I'm like, oh, now I'm going to pay their, their lunch. So I look at them the, and I was like, hey, your lunch is on us. They look at me like, you're weird. What do you want from us now? Right? Come on. Let's. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I just, and he, he, so he, the guy pulls a $20 bill out. He's like, no, 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 here you go. I'm like, uh, no, I'm buying this meal because I'm in trouble if I don't buy your meal. I'm buying your meal. This is, there's no argument. And kind of had to stand up to show him I was bigger than he was. I'm like, all right, no, I'm buying your meal, man. I have no idea why I had to buy their meal. I still don't. Some of you are like, well, it's so nice. Well, okay, that's, yeah, sure. I don't know why, but I do know if I don't listen to those promptings, those other voices get really loud. In fact, if you don't know the ramifications to this, our willingness to listen impacts the awe of those around us. Some of you are like, well, that's... you know, it's no big deal if you aren't in awe of God. If you don't listen to everything God has to tell you, I say, oh, it's got everything to do it. Because, you know, I want my kids knowing how amazing God is. And I'm tired of believing this idea of life where I have to tell them just the old stories. No, God does stuff. God talks now. And if you, if you don't listen to his whispers, you're going to start to discount his whispers. In fact, if you really want me to be really open with you, oftentimes I'll have these thoughts that I wrestle, is that God or not? And, and sometimes it, it feels what he's asking me to do is insignificant. You're like, buy their lunch, why? Or sometimes it's impossible. What he's asking me to do, I'm like, that makes no sense whatsoever. Impossible. Usually it's one of those two. And if you don't know how God speaks, I can give you a short list. I think this helps. Just, just so you know, if you're like, I want to hear God's voice, well, here's a short list, okay? He talks in many different ways. He, he uses the Bible. That's obvious. You should know that. God speaks his voices through the Bible, but he also uses people. Where if you have a friend who, who loves God, and, then you should listen to them if they offer you wisdom and guidance. Let them speak into your life because it's not always them. It's what God's laid on their heart. Dreams. Some of us discount our dreams way too much. Like, man, I had crazy dreams last night. And we go, oh, that's too bad. Sometimes we're like, well, what'd you dream about? In my dreams, many times if I listen to them, it involves many people and significant things God wants to do in their lives. 
pain. None of us like that voice of God, but I would call it a voice of God. Where God will allow pain or, or even induce pain sometimes to speak to us. Prompting. That's what happened to me at Fuji Japanese Steakhouse. I'm sitting there going, I feel like I should pay for their lunch. Nope, not listening to it. Sometimes those promptings feel foolish or insignificant or impossible. And then doors, open doors, closed doors, where God's like, just make something happen sometimes, and sometimes he keeps things from happening. If you want all restored into your life, if you want to live this fulfilling life, I would tell you, begin to listen to God using two things, relationship and time. Relationship and time. You have to begin this relationship with them where it's not just maybe a weekend service that you're like, all right, God, I'm ready for you to talk to me for this one hour and it better be good and it better be clear. There needs to be a relationship and that's, that's multiple days in a row. <laughs> and then you have to allow time. You're not gonna understand the Bible or the way God talks overnight all the time and get it all in one, just 24 hours. You gotta allow time for that relationship to grow and develop. I think it's pertinent now we talk about something, but I don't wanna be the one talking. You see, we as a church are gonna celebrate people being baptized. And if you don't understand, if you wanna trace back someone being baptized, they're not saying they're being perfect, but they can go all the way back and say, God spoke to me and I believed what he had to say. In fact, when someone gets baptized, they're not declaring like perfection or they're gonna live the rest of their life on point every day. They're saying they're gonna trust in the God who speaks to them. They're gonna listen and lean into him every day, all the time. They won't make Moments where like, oh, I shouldn't have done that or I should have been a bit more zealous about it. But they're saying, I'm going to lean into God the rest of my life and listen and listen. And God will let you know what you need to know. So we're about to pray, but I want our prayer time to actually be where you listen to whatever God has to say to you. So, so would you do this? Let's free us up from distraction. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Let me help you. God has something he wants to tell you. For some of you, it's to be baptized today. You didn't plan on it. It seems insignificant, that thought that that would come. It even feels weird that you think that I'm talking to you directly right now, but maybe it's God talking directly to you. You're supposed to be baptized today. Start listening to his voice. Maybe it's even before that. Maybe you're hearing God say, I want to lead your life. I want to be the Lord of your life. And today's the day you surrender your life to him and say, I'm going to follow you. Maybe it's another topic of life, but I want you listening to whatever God is speaking to you right now. I'll just give you a moment to hear clearly what he has to tell you.
God, thank you for talking to us. God, would you prompt those today who are supposed to be baptized? Don't let fear or insignificance or impossibilities get in their way. God, we surrender these moments to you. We just want you to know we love you. Thank you for talking to us. Help us to hear you each and every day. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.